life. Welcome, welcome everyone. It's episode number 59 for Stories That Impact. Today I have my lovely guest, a video coach, my video coach trainer, Yana Martins. Hi, Yana, how are you doing? Good. Hello, everyone. Um, thank you for having me today. I saw quite a few familiar faces in your intro as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm now gathering a lot of people from Australia and Melbourne. <laughs> All right, so before I hand it over to Yana, the mic, you know, let me share a few things about her. Now, a couple of things. It's very interesting. So Yana used to help people overcome camera phobias, you know, somebody who's scared to come on the camera. Now, I approached Yana last year, I think before my show started, when I came to know about her, we got introduced on one of the shows. And I came to know about her skills. And, you know, I got certain video trainings done myself. And I'm a little better <laughs> from where I started. Thank you very much, Yana, to that. And Yana actually moved her career altogether, 180 degrees, from being a video coach to actually now into IT recruitment. Now she actually helps people you know, his, her organization where she works to find the right talent. So it's quite amazing. And all of this during, as the title says, changing jobs during COVID, right? Now, it's, it's quite interesting. Now, let, let's hear first from her. And I'm going to ask, I've got a lot of questions here, but let me first ask Yana, share us, how did you got into video coaching first from the point? Let's go back like, few years or maybe many years look um that's you know i have a long story and short story for that one <laughs> maybe i should go with the short story for this one because uh <laughs> my my take the whole show might take might take a uh, whole hour to explain how do i get the video coaching so <laughs> but um i'll give yeah. you a short story <laughs> yeah um basically the short story um is uh, I originally I was doing um, quite a bit of modeling. I was really enjoying doing modeling. I was enjoying, you know, being in front of the camera myself. Um, I've been doing quite a bit of this. And at some point I decided like, look, I, I want to do something else with this. Like I want to kind of transition into this, uh, some sort of business uh, instead of just, you know, kind of rely on some agency to book me for something or anything like that. Um, and originally I started um, workshops for aspiring models and, you know, people who want to be in front of the camera. 
Um, but then um, as soon as I started that, a lot of photographers started contacting me saying like, oh, Jana, we saw you running those workshops. Uh, we would like, you know, to participate. Maybe we can take some pictures or blah, 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 or help you out. And I'm like, okay, so it looks like there is a market for it. So I start running workshops for photographers instead of running workshops for models and help people, help photographers to communicate better with their um the subjects and getting best like out of the people than they photographing them so basically i i was teaching communication uh, at the end of the day um and and i was doing that a lot of people start telling me like yeah you should start taking pictures because you're so good at posing people it makes sense for you to start uh, taking pictures yourself and that's what i did i started doing a bit of photography so that's all kind of went to video as well and um I started working more and more with like business people, kind of drifted away from like creative people more to the business world. Um, and that's kind of how the video coaching and like uh, marketing strategy come in. And it's all like get together to this uh, video coaching ideas. And basically a lot of this was around LinkedIn and creating video strategy for LinkedIn. Wow. Wow. And just for everyone information, Yana still has her own talk show and her talk show is going on for quite some time. Yana, could you share some light on that? What was your talk show and what is it, you know, what is it these days? Yeah, so that one kind of uh, been adapting, you know, and evolving as I evolving with my career as well. Um, originally, it was more about, again, video marketing and LinkedIn and uh, personal branding. Now it's kind of uh, the, the personal brand, branding component is still there, but it's more about IT career and IT career, particularly in Australia, where I invite some experts from my network and we talk about all the things like a job search, um, career change and uh, specifics of IT career in Australia as well. Wow, excellent. And help my viewers understand you know when you say personal branding and when linkedin comes in and i know these are a little off questions but you know a lot of viewers at least uh you know in a lot of communities that i've been you know they don't understand the value of personal branding first of all they don't know what personal branding is and then they do not know what exactly that means on linkedin could you could you share some highlights there Yes, um, I guess personal branding, yes, it is, it's a massive topic, but at the, end of, at the end of the day, it's kind of like who you are or how do, how do you want to be perceived? So what do you want to be known for? That's what's personal branding for me. So it kind of like, um, especially then we come uh, talking about LinkedIn. So ideally, you want to be quite specific if you're talking about, you know, social uh, social media. Personal branding in real life is quite broad because when you're going to network event and how you present yourself on a network event, it's a personal branding as well. You know, it's everything about you, like how you treat people, how you, um, who do, like how you smile, what you're wearing, like it's all like, you know, kind of combined into this personal branding. But when we talk about, you know, personal branding on LinkedIn, it's more, I guess, about like, uh, what you do you want to be known for? And you create, you know, all your like LinkedIn and all your content and everything around this kind of topic, the, the you know, the core topic. And that's where uh, the, you know, this personal branding idea comes in. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Thank you very much. Because 
most of the time people do not understand that you know personal branding like you said you know it's all about you how you want to people hate the word when i tell them that how you want to sell yourself <laughs> okay uh but yeah i think personal branding is a better word by just by saying that but point taken i think i understood it very clearly now i think it's me. like instead of yeah. sell yourself it's about how you want to be perceived like and 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 that's i think the important bit because um we know so much about ourselves we know who we are but it doesn't mean that everyone else know know about it so unless you explain it to people how they going to know so it's like yeah if there is a selling component about it but selling component is like you just uh, show people the size that you want to show for this particular purpose but um if you don't show people what you know who you are how are they going to go like how are they going to know they just going to guess um and unless you know you know point people in the right direction um you know no one no one no, uh, no one kind of uh, is, that's where the cognitive bias come in you know where is the people start assuming something about you instead of you actually telling like that's exactly what i do that's exactly who i am wow wow that that was powerful that's going to go into my video snippet by the way for sure that was really really powerful <laughs> thanks thanks for sharing that i, I never thought in in this angle in a way you know i i might be doing it but i never thought it in that sense but thanks for sharing that now tell me what happened in during covid times i mean oh, what happened you know? lockdown happened <laughs> during <laughs> yeah, covid times <laughs> <laughs> um during covid oh like a lot of happened but i guess we're talking obviously about the um change changing your job during this time and i feel like last year particularly um i felt like um my business side of things not going as well as i wanted to be and i um uh, the main the main i guess reason for that was that a lot of my clients were small business owners and like you know like personal branding sometimes it's just uh, someone uh one band show you know like someone who just um trying to build some business and they just maybe have like only one employee and so on. So, I guess a lot of those people last year decide to, you know, go a bit lower and save some money on video marketing <laughs> and just uh, wait wait for better times, I guess. So, um, even if I feel sometimes I feel like you don't want to get some, you know, the crisis go to waste. I felt like I couldn't really um particularly navigate my business last year in the you know in the right direction. I felt like you know it definitely was too many ups and downs and I feel like okay so that's probably time time for the change. Mm. Mm. So you were impacted I mean most lot of people were impacted and of course your business because of the small business owners moving down I mean either going to cheap products or services maybe i can say that and you were impacted as well but now how how did you managed yourself during that time like because i just wanted to understand your mental state of mind that time because it's very challenging you know uh, going through certain things and you know not it's not your day to day thing now money has stopped coming in if you don't mind could you share what exactly was going on in your head Oh look it's been it's been quite interesting you know um 
I think I was a bit stressed, but I think when I was stressed, I didn't realize that I was. So you kind of, you know, you just keep, keep going with, um, you know, what you're doing and what I've done, like, um, I also, uh, always had a part-time job, job. So it wasn't like a complete collapse for me in terms of like, I still had some sort of income coming in. So, uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like massive impact, uh, on my life. So I still have some sort of money coming in, but the thing is, um, in the beginning, I start like popping up content like crazy. So I was doing like video every day. I was streaming every day. I was just like, okay, so, you know, like it's a big change, something happening. I'll just need to, you know, like push, 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 push. And, you know, if I'll push hard enough, something will pop up. That was my first reaction. <laughs> then I, when I was streamed for like um, 50 days in a row, I feel completely like, overstreamed and I'm like okay so maybe maybe that's not the right strategy <laughs> maybe it was just I was doing it just because I feel like I have to do something because you know there's so much uncertainty like I needed to react quickly and so on um, and it was my original reaction and then I kind of start um, doing a step back and I start you know thinking and uh, actually coming out the strategy instead of just pushing some sort of content and doing something just for the sake of doing it. And that I guess was kind of a big, big change. Hmm. Yeah. I remember this because you're one of your content. I mean, I was one of the person who used to absorb that lot of content as well, <laughs> you know, in those initial days. And uh, I, I still remember every day when I get up because I was in India and every day when I get up, I know that I'll have to see something that you might have posted. And I was curious to read because it was not just the normal content in the sense of quotes and stuff. Uh, just to let everyone know, Yana used to actually share tips. A lot of tips on how to be better at LinkedIn, how to put yourself across and, you know, other information related. So it was quite well. Now, how did you decide it? When was the time you decided to actually thought that you know what i need to get a job now it's enough um i was kind of thinking about like look for me probably to do the whole change probably took me the whole year yep to like to to do like a to, to do the actual change uh from like you know first first thought about it to actual like you know getting the job i would say it probably took the whole year um, but in the beginning, I wasn't really taking active actions. Yeah, I just was thinking about it. And that's, I guess, you know, um, one, and it's probably one of my first tips for anyone who thinking about like changing a job or changing their career. Uh, and I think like, you know, my first tip would be like actually making this decision. Because I think a lot of us been in those situations like, yeah, I might change a job, then the time is right. Or <laughs> I might, you know, like, I might just, you know, keep looking around and will something pop out, you know, that's, you know, maybe it will be right mood for me or blah, blah, blah. And I think we've all been on this situation when you like, you're thinking about it, maybe you like, but you're not committed to it. You're not committed. You're just kind of looking around. But I think like the tip number one, then you, you know, want to actually make it happen. You actually need to make this decision. I'm like, you know, I'm changing a job or I'm changing career, like, and, and commit to it. Um, and 
that's kind of what I did later. So in the beginning, I was just kind of like, yeah, looking around what's happening, you know, like some people were suggesting me some, uh, uh, you know, part-time gigs and things and blah, blah, blah. So, so it was like a lot of things going on. But then um, I think the cutoff moment was then I decided to um, log out from LinkedIn for two weeks. I'm like, it was Christmas time. I'm like, I'm just going to do a full digital detox. I'm just okay. stop like doing things. I just do like a full digital detox. And not only I'm going to not look at my LinkedIn and not look at my emails. The another thing was I was even um, forbid myself to think about job and business or anything like this. So wow. you're going through like com complete informational starvation, okay? So you, <laughs> you're not allowing yourself to consume any information for like for at least a week. So just to give this space uh, and work like a magic. <laughs> because wow. you, you, we all this, you know, we saw why these days to look for information. And we think like as more we read, as more ideas come up, as more like active we are. But sometimes you need to do completely opposite and actually like not allow yourself to consume anything. And just, okay, I'm going to just not allow myself to read the book, not allow myself to read the news, like no new information for a week. Christmas is a perfect time to do it because usually, you know, like a lot of offices closed and so on. So, you know, if you haven't done it, Christmas coming, it's in two months. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great opportunity to do this like full informational digital detox. And then you kind of realize that, um, something is not important you know like you log in back to linkedin you log in back to your emails you haven't replied for like whatever like i haven't replied probably to anyone for like two weeks and i'm mm -hmm. like nothing happened the words didn't come to the end <laughs> yeah yeah that's true that's a nice um, and uh so but that's kind of you create this space in your mind for the new ideas as well because if you keep like putting these ideas non-stop in your mind you're not creating the space and they just all like you know so close to each other they're so crowded it's so crowded that none of them can actually like grow and spark some some new action so that's what i've done and then i guess the next step was actually set the date uh, you know how we all like talking about this, like, you know, smart goals. Um, and I think it's quite important to set some sort of date, like, you know, like I'm going to get this new job in like six months or like three months or whatever you feel. But don't be too harsh on yourself. Like try to make it as realistic as possible. Don't tell yourself like, oh, I'll get a job like in two weeks or, you know, what I mean, so you're just going to stress yourself. Um and, uh, you know, like kind of not enjoy the process and so on. Give yourself like a realistic, realistic timeline for this. Um, for me, I think it was uh, 1st of May, I think my timeline was. Um, so I'm just kind of like, okay, so by 1st of May, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have a new job. Um, and then the, another really good tip is... Um, try to find yourself accountability partner. So, um, and I had a girlfriend at the time who was kind of wanted to change a job as well. And we're like, okay, let's create a separate chat and it will be our accountability chat. So we just got to kind of like tell our, we didn't, we wasn't too strict. You can be like next level. You can be really like 
strict with your accountability partner and like kind of like, oh, I have to apply for that many jobs or whatever, like really create some sort of schedule for yourself. Um, I actually have a really good live stream about it with um, Huon, when people can have a look, she's like really like have a full structure on how to get the job. But you can be really like full on structured or like in my case, we were like just every week we will like send each other a message like, what do you do this week to look for job? Yeah, maybe you just talk with someone, maybe you updated your resume, maybe you, you know, like look at some information or did some research. So as long as uh, we kind of um, check with each other that we did something towards it every week. And um, that's tip number three, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of like, you know, this this beginning, I think like it's quite important, like make the decision, set the date. If you can find accountability partner, uh, find accountability partner. And then next step, obviously, uh, it's decide which career to choose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> which is, um, can be really hard if you're actually going to change the career, like, you know, fully. Uh, could be really difficult decision. In this case, I, I probably wouldn't try to find a new job, like, in, you know, two months. I would, you know, set myself a bit of a longer time. Uh, like, yeah, in my case, it was, it was probably like four months, I would say. And then, yeah, start like brainstorming ideas, like, you know, what, uh, what skills do you have? What qualification you have? What are you good at? What's your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Like, kind of like, there is millions of those exercises you can do. Um, and like, you know, what your passions and like, kind of keep writing these things down because, uh, I guess it's finding this sweet spot where you love doing something, but you also have uh, skills doing this as well. So, you know, we often hear this, you know, just follow your passion. And as much as, you know, I want to tell everyone, I'll just follow your passion. Um, you know, if your passion suddenly become accounting, I, I, I don't know, accounting, but you can't even like multiply seven by six, maybe, maybe it's not the right passion. <laughs> Yeah. Look, like I think it's about like finding this happy, um, happy medium because um, if you're not um, if you're not setting your career like you know not uh, putting it, not using your strengths in your career, you need to work so much harder, like ten times higher with someone who already have a talent for it. So you know look for your talent as well so like find this sweet spot where your talent and passion coincide because like you know i think too many people thinking that like you know working too hard and keep hustling and pushing it actually will get you somewhere yes there is some stories that it will but why would you do it with yourself where you can just kind of tweak the strategy find something that you're good at already and like build on those um, and I think this is a tricky part. And I think it's, a lot of people get confused what their strong skills are. Um, one of really good exercise, um, I, I don't remember who shared with me, but I think it's it's great. You just go to the, like a few close friends and ask them, like, what is my three strengths? What do you think, like three things I'm good at? And just ask them this question and see what see what they say. 
Um, because again, like we, we know so much information about ourselves, the boiling in our own brain or every time it's so hard sometimes just to look at ourselves from another side. And, you know, when you be good in something like in something, we take it for granted as well. Um, and we're not noticing it. So it's a really good exercise, you know, like go to like a few, a few people, you know, preferably some colleagues or someone, you know, in the work environment. And, and ask them, like, you know, what's my three strengths? Like, how you describe me in the three words? What do you think, like, you know, I'm, I'm really good at? Um, so that's something that can really help you, like, go, you know, a little bit on track. Um, that's kind of, you know, a bit, can be sometimes subjective, subjective. Uh, but also there's a lot of tests out there, you know, like, uh, um, what's the strength analysis? There's a lot of different strengths tests. Uh, and um, also just a simple, you know, um, analytical, like, are you analytical or more um, like, a, like a different personality, personality test, like there's so many different tests you can do as well that can help you kind of get a bit of idea as well. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's, that's a lot of information that you've shared. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's actually very important. So you have to first think that, you know, start thinking or take a decision in your head that you're going to move on, uh, pick up a date, which is not too strict on you and which is not too like, you know, lazy, find an accountability partner, right? Get to your team members, colleagues, better if you have colleagues to know what your strengths are. And of course, like you said, there are many ways you can do a lot of, uh, you know, these, uh, what do you call it? strengths and weaknesses and all those things are there are a lot of tools and techniques right now you decided to get into it correct it recruitment now i have i'm in it and i have before that let me there are two comments okay i need to share that i'm so sorry yep. so yeah, Vijay yeah. actually uh, shared uh, quite a while back now saying that's so profound that it's it's on your story uh, that he heard and uh Hamant, says uh, that's a great piece of advice so this is on your advice that you're sharing so now like i said you know i'm in it and a lot of it folks have you know it's like a blessing for them that i have recruiter here on the show <laughs> you know <laughs> so i'm sure they might be very curious to know that you know how do recruiters or what is that thing that you look into when it comes to recruitment when when it comes to um being recruiter or yeah being uh, not you being recruited when you are mm. looking for a candidate to recruit when i'm looking to recruit yeah. look um you know as you know i've just joined this career as well so it's uh, you know a lot of things is new for me as well but um look the one thing we noticed this year from uh, you know it it recruitment there is definitely uh great candidate driven market at the moment so uh, there is definitely a uh, lack of candidates for some jobs and lack of jobs so obviously like uh, for junior position maybe it's not the case but for a lot of like you know specific positions it's definitely the case because we didn't have any immigration coming to australia for two years and um and also um there's so many companies like improving the tech 
Um, and, you know, even if we take like companies like e-commerce, like just went through the roof. So many companies like uh, doing so many technological, uh, technical, technical adjustments and so on. So it's actually like surprisingly so many positions in the market. But again, it really depends, I guess, what area you're in. But um, I guess I, I'll share a little bit about my story, how I found my job recently. And I kind of can reflect a little bit on how sometimes um, it works in IT industry as well. But to be honest, uh, when I got my job, I didn't send the resume even once. So when I got... Uh, when I actually made the decision that I'm moving to and then, you know, brainstorm some ideas, everything I've started doing is just start talking to people. And I had a simple goal that, like, you know, every week I'm going to talk with, like, you know, at least three people. That was, like, you know, my, my simple, like, accountability to myself. And I start talking about people who are already in the positions that I'm thinking to explore. Uh, so at the time, in the beginning, I was talking with HR people because I was considering HR as well as the recruitment. I was considering learning and development. Um, so I was considering quite a, like a few different positions uh, when I was choosing choosing the right the right move. And uh, it's incredible. Like if you haven't been in a particular job and you kind of you know moving to something a little like new, um, it's incredible how much information you can get just from people who already in those positions and asking them questions about like what do you enjoy about your job what you don't enjoy about your job what's um you know what what you would change or like you know like uh did you enjoy working in this company or in this company why and and so on and so on so i got so much information from those charts and then obviously then i start kind of deciding in which direction i start moving i start talking you know people in recruitment and then other people, you know, introduced me to other people and so on and so on. And that's how I pretty much got my job. Uh, and I had a zero experience in recruitment before, but I do have a degree in psychology and diploma in HR, which is kind of related to it. So I did have some sort of, you know, basics to move into to move into this industry. But um, coming back to the tips, um, you know, when when you're looking for the job, I still believe, you know, that talking to people, it's the one of the best strategies. So, um, you know, talk with people from the companies you want to join. Like, you know, like you love some company. Why don't you connect with people who already work in this company and ask them, you know, I don't know what's popular now, Canva? <laughs> like, I don't know, connect with software engineers from Canva and like, um, how, like, do you like working there? Like, what's... Uh, What's the culture like? And, you know, like, if you're already talking with these people, how many jobs get, like, feel internally, like, or feel through, like, you know, through connections? So many times, especially for, like, a smaller company, um, you know, then they have a role. The first thing they do, they just ask all their, like, you know, team members, do you know someone who can join us? It's the first thing everyone does. It's even before like to post it anywhere and it's even before to get to recruiters. So what a lot of people don't understand, um, I guess the company go to recruiters when they can't find people. So why are recruiters struggling so, so much sometimes? <laughs> and it feels like, you know, recruiters can be like pushing stuff because recruiters usually stuck with the jobs that had to fill. 
especially like especially like in IT industry. So, um, so basically, you know, like um, again, networking, you know, your best beat, and then um, so. And then connect to recruiters as well, because recruiters have jobs that maybe not advertise anywhere. Because, for example, in our company where I work, we work exclusively with a few companies. And you probably wouldn't have heard about those companies unless you will talk with me. Because those companies, they just decide, OK, we don't have a strong HR department yet. We're still in a big like scale. We're trying to scale up. We want to like hire like 10 engineers in the next one year. It's a big task. You know, we don't have resources to do it in-house. We'll just give it to a recruiting company who will not only uh, find the people for us, but maybe help us with the, you know, some HR functions as well. So, and that's how you can get to some jobs that like will never get advertised as well. So, and, and, uh, connecting with recruiters is not that hard because recruiters always happy to talk because <laughs> it's <laughs> it's our job so um so if you're in it industry definitely like i would definitely recommend talking to recruiters and just even um you know there's a lot of obviously recruiters who've been in the industry for a long time picking their brain too you know you can if you talk with the recruiter who've been like 10 years in the industry uh, you will know some market trends, you know, you know what's happening, you know, in the market, like they will know so many insights about the industry as well that you can just basically ask, ask the questions. True, true. Wow. That, that's, that's very interesting because a lot of people do not, might, might not know that, you know, like there are a lot of jobs that, you know, like you said, you know, some organization wants to hire it and rather than putting it out themselves, they'll give it to somebody and then it goes out. Now, tell me one thing, and I'm just curious, like there are a lot of people like me, senior managers or managers or budding up managers and so on in IT. Now, and of course, there are a lot of technical guys as well, right? Now, I'm just curious myself that how much importance would you weigh on their technical skills versus their communication skills? Um, it really depends on the hiring company. But 80% of the time, it's still communication skills. I feel like majority, uh, majority of companies, especially if they're smaller, uh, they really value these communication skills and also eager to learn. Um, and I guess... Um, so it's again like um, I I don't like I don't have any statistic on it or anything. I'm just talking about you know like what I've seen so far. Um, I think also you know if you're talking with a recruiter and you really kind of passionate about something, you have a specific skill, you want to be in particular industry. As more specific you can, um, more specific you can uh, describe to a recruiter what sort of role you have as easy you make recruiters life as well so you know like so, like often you ask people like you know do you prefer to work for a bigger company or smaller like do you prefer a particular industry or like and people kind of i, I don't care you know i just want to work with kubernetes and <laughs> and like all on the greenfield project with kubernetes that's all i want yeah so yeah that's great you know like oh like i'm not saying it's wrong yeah so there's uh, like plenty of position like this 
but then like someone would say like i i don't know i really want to work for some i don't know mental health company that you know changing people's lives and i work i want to kind of work on these sort of tools but tools not important then you can there is some companies like a smaller companies they will have chat with you anyway doesn't matter if they have position open or not because you know because if they see like you know your idea like you're inspired about something you want to make a change you like want to be particularly in in this field um you have some sort of skills to bring some knowledge to bring they will have a chat with you that like especially you know like scale ups and smaller companies they will definitely will so it's probably not the case you know with like i don't know banks or so so far they because they have a kind of strict budget they have particular amount of positions opening and so on but that's not the case with them with the smaller companies wow that that's really interesting with i i personally always feel that yes communication plays a vital role and i'm not saying that technology doesn't but the whole point is how how do you explain that technology to somebody which makes their life easier right so you got to communicate that so and i'm i'm glad that uh, you said the same because sometimes people think that i'm just talking rubbish <laughs> <laughs> Look, there will be some positions. Obviously, if you can't pass the coding challenge, you can't pass the coding challenge. Uh, you know, there's no doubt about it. Like some people, some company will have a really specific criteria. You know, if you can't code in this language, you just can't code in this language, and they don't want you to learn like fully from from scratch. They want someone who already can, you know, do the particular task. But um, it's it's really depends and you know it's obviously really depends of the you know uh like are you junior like me the senior as well on the level obviously as more junior you are i think as more communication skills will be matter because you know like you're still in the beginning of career you're still learning so you need to show this like eager to learn you need to show like a few personal project you know kind of the the expressive direction you want to move and it definitely will be more more important where well, like i guess for more senior roles of course they might need you know you to be able to solve a particular problem and you need to already learn like no particular tools and i i think with the senior roles the communication goes by default that you know this person would know how to do that so yeah all right wow and time always flies on my show <laughs> So I think we're almost coming to an end now. Before I ask you to share some last tips with our my viewers, your guests uh, here, but I want to ask you one last question. All right, and this is a common question that I ask all my guests: is that do you think that sharing stories can create an impact? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Um, obviously, like we share a few stories right now. Um, hopefully, we make some sort of impact with it. Um, but um, yes, definitely, like that's that's how we learn. So um, I personally, probably because I'm really analytical person, I really like the blend of like stories and facts. I really like this, like you know, it's like a story and then some data at the end. <laughs> So that's my ideal story, I think. Um, but um, 
it's the, the easiest uh, the easiest way to remember something to learn something and actually you know to make someone to want to make a change because um you know we can talk about uh, i don't know we can talk about someone can say like oh, i want to change a career i want to change a career they can say it for years but uh, unless they emotionally involved they're not gonna do this like a first step and actually make the decision and set the date so i think that's where like you know the stories come come to the play they're like you know give this like last kick in the butt <laughs> for someone who already like gather all the data and have all the facts yeah. and now they just need this emotional uh, emotional charge to go and do it true true no absolutely now in, in this case as well you know yes I, i'm a big fan of data as well and like you said you know it's always story followed by data makes more sense and stuff but like in this case, you know, someone who's been thinking and I put across and they look at my show and they say, oh, boom, Yana did it. And they hear it with some tips, with some help and the whole journey. And like you said, the emotion and all. And, you know, they're like, all right, now I can do that. You know, she went through it. My journey is almost similar, maybe in a different country, maybe in a different whatever. But at least they'll have something with them to back it up. All right. Other than having bars and pie charts <laughs> so oh, fantastic fantastic so with that we are at the end of the show i'm gonna give uh yana the last the mic at the end to share her tips or her last words she wanted to share with you guys but before that please connect with yana go to her site it's there i've mentioned it in all the three platforms that's facebook youtube and linkedin connect go to go there watch it go on linkedin and google her and find out all the information that you want to find out about her there are lots and lots of videos that she has posted across and it helps me you in variety of range trust me variety of range you know right from she gets a lot of agile coaches project managers i was there as well and so many IT professionals to share their life journeys. So you should you should not miss it. Uh, go and follow her and, you know, learn more. And if you want to come to my show and impact the way Yana did and all the other guests, just ping me. That's all you need to do. All right. So there's last comment here. Heyman says, thank you so much, Yana. <laughs> thank you, Heyman. Fantastic. All right. So now, Yana, over to you. Your last words for my lovely viewers. Well, look, I guess um, it was one more thing that I, uh, one more tip that I had in mind that I actually um, uh, hadn't share, hadn't share. Um, you know, I think it was one really important thing to think about as well when you're like, you know, changing job or changing career. You know, we talk, I talk about all this, you know, like uh, brainstorming ideas and strength and so on and do the research and talk to people. But also, I think uh, there is an important question to ask yourself what um, what you want to get out from this workplace. And I think sometimes we uh, we forget to ask yourself this question. Like, you know, like what actually I want to achieve when I'm like in this job, like how do I want to feel? 
Like, am I, what's like really important for me? Like, is a social aspect really important for me? Maybe like, you know, a sense of belonging. Uh, or is it all about the career? Or like, is it uh, about making some social impact? Or I just want to make money because I want to, you know, build and like buy the new house. Like, you know, it could be um, different, like so many different reels, uh, uh, like different reasons. But I think um, when we're making any kind of life decision like this, I think it's always really important, like, you know, go back to our core values and really like understand what's important for us. Because sometimes I think we just, you know, doing this hamster wheel, like, oh, I need to get another job. I need to change career. I need to make more money, blah, blah, blah. And just like on a circle. But I think it's really important before any making any like big decision like this, to actually go back to your core values. Like, you know, like what's important for me? How do I want to feel like in 10 years? Where I want to be? And, and look at the big picture before. And I, I, and as I said, like, you know, like kind of like what this new job, what this new career bring to my life? What do I like? What do I want to enjoy? What do I want to get out of my new workplace? Um, and yeah, like don't forget to ask yourself this question, not just kind of like, you know, what's what skills I will be applying or what the company, uh, what uh, assets I can bring to this company. Yeah, reverse the question to yourself. And um I guess try to feel like it's you who changing the job. Never feel like you trying to, you know, get the job. Uh, try to feel the way that you the one who have like, you know, all these choices and you the one who like making the choice that's right for you. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, don't don't be uh don't be in the rat race or don't be the what was that animal that goes in the circle? Ham, ham, yeah, hamster, hamster wheel. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't be a hamster in the wheel. Fantastic, fantastic. With that, I'm not going to repeat what she said because I'll leave it on to that. And with that, thank you very much. Thank you, Yana, once again. And hopefully next four days, we will have some lockdown opening up. So we plan to meet someday again. <laughs> yes. And... Uh, to all the people in Melbourne, have a lovely rest of the evening. And to all the people in the rest of the world, wherever you are, have a lovely rest of your day. Until then, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Amit, for having me. Yeah, thank you very much.